If you want to be a singer, you probably need to have a good voice. But there's much more than that. I asked Karen Hochapfel to share her experience as a singer. She only started as a professional at the age of 40. Interesting tale. Here she is. So we can start right away, Karin, and thank you so much for being a part of the podcast. You're the first singer that I am interviewing, so I'm very excited. <laughs> and of course, I may immediately think, you know, singer means, you know, Christina Aguilera, big success and, you know, life on stage. How is the life of a singer? How did you start? I started to sing when I was uh, two or three years old. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> like uh, so many little girls, I loved to sing and to dance, and I really, really loved it. But my family was not very artistic. And um, then during school, I had another, another little bit traumatic thing. I was very shy. I was part of the choir, of the school choir, and we had a very old-fashioned teacher. And uh, he let us sing in front of all. And when I had to sing in front of all, nothing came out. And I, I, only, I, only, I only, only blushed. And, uh, and so I was classified as not musical, uh, not talented, no voice. And they threw me out of the choir. And that was terrible for oh, me. Oh, no. How old were you? I was 11. Oh, that's traumatic. Yeah, that was traumatic because I, but then I started, you know, and I always sang for myself and I had my, uh, I was a big, big fan of Joan Baez, for example, and I wanted to be Joan Baez. <laughs> 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 Everybody has these like, things. And um, yes, and then after school, I forgot about it and I started to study arts to become a painter. But um, I always sang. And when I was 40, I said something has to change. And I realized that my really passion uh, was, was singing. And with the help of, uh, of friends, of uh, a coach and a singer who really, really believed in me, I got my first singing lessons. Okay. So actually, you have jumped right away to 40 years old, right? Yes. <laughs> okay. Yes, so yes. <laughs> what happened between 11 and 40? What did you do? So you, you, you became a painter, right? I had a career as a painter. I did many exhibitions also abroad. But beneath painting, I always knew musicians. And I was always singing, having sessions, uh, folk and jazz things, a little bit of rock, but not professionally. So I, I never lost it, but I never dared to embark that career. And a uh, wonderful thing happened when I was 40. All my friends put money together to give me as a gift a half a year of singing lessons with a jazz singer. And that started everything. Then from this on, I was curious not only about jazz singing. And, you know, that's the thing I can tell everybody. If you just follow the flow, if you follow where your passion and where your energy is, then things show up. Then uh, a musical teacher from the Vienna Musical Academy uh, showed up from the conservatory and I had lessons with her. So I got, got the knowledge to musical. A friend of mine knew a classical singer, an opera singer uh, in Berlin, and uh, she took me for a pupil. So I found everything I needed when I was interested into. And um, then 
I started with a friend of mine. She is an opera singer to a mezzo-sopran. I'm sopran. A music comedy show with opera songs and with uh, chansons and songs from the early 20th in Germany. It was a, a rather interesting combination and was a huge success in Germany. After this, I, you know, love, love, love. <laughs> I fell in love with a guy from London. I went to London. <laughs> uh <-huh. laughs> and uh, I, I, the only thing I knew was uh, I want to make it in London. I had to, had, had to work. And so I started my first um, singing classes and uh, got myself around with um, jazz clubs, with singing clubs, with karaoke things. Then again, <laughs> as fate uh, always helped me, I got known by chance to um, a singer and dancer, English singer-dancer. And with her, I created uh, the Germaniacs group and the song uh, and the music comedy shows, which were called the Germaniacs show. And then we worked in London. We worked in, uh, in dinner clubs. We worked in clubs in, uh, in Soho um, at uh, different theaters. And that's where, where we really got around. So it was uh, singing and dancing? I was singing and she was dancing. And then very naturally as singing in clubs and all, all, all the London scene at the, from 2004 to 2009, We got introduced to the whole Bolesque, uh, whole Bolesque um, world. And then I started also my uh, Bolesque opera singer, <laughs> uh, which is a bit naughty. And uh, I created the figure of the Oprotica. Oprotica. Yeah, her name was, was Oprotica. And uh, that's why I started then uh, the solo career as Bolesque singer classical. Oh, so very specific. Yeah, it was very. I always, I always followed what I was really passionate about, and always try to put it together. And I think that's a thing you can. You you don't need to fit in a. Um, oh, you have to be a classical singer. You have to be a rock singer. Just follow your guts. Really, really, just follow your guts, and then uh, the energy brings you to where you want to go. It's a good message. So following the guts, and then is there like, a, let's say, an academic uh, like background, uh, specific courses that you need to follow to improve your singing, to learn about, um, I imagine you need to learn how to read music? I think all, all ways are good if you don't fall into dogmatic and if you don't fall into too much academic thinking and acting. We have so much singers who are perfect without a soul. And what really touches us when you want to hear music, we want to be touched. And that's the thing what I can tell everybody who wants to sing, make yourself make it. Because as a singer, you give your soul and people want your soul. And it doesn't matter what, what kind of style you're singing. I think that's the core. If I had a good voice, like if I thought I had a good voice, could I just become a singer? What, what would I have to do, um, you know, if I was hesitating? And how would you start? In any case, if you want to be, become good at something, you have to rehearse and you have to train. 
Yeah. When you become, want to want to become a good uh, sports person, then you have to train. And same as uh, uh, because we work with our body, we need to train our consciousness, how we stand in our body, how we breathe, and how we do the diction. We need to train technical basics. Everybody needs them. And um, what brings you forward with this is... Um, Surround yourself with people who believe in you and who do not judge you, but see behind every effort and every difficulty, see the goal behind it. That is um, what was given to me or not. <laughs> That's what I want to give further to my students too. You seem to have been very entrepreneurial over the course of your life. For people like me, for instance, who is definitely not into entrepreneurship, um, what are the career paths as a singer? Where could I go? Yeah. Uh, first, look for a good school or for a good teacher. Then look for good connections where you can sing auditions. For example, if you want to become a musical singer, then look for teachers for a school where you can learn the basics. and. Now today, uh, the schools help you already with uh, what, how to move, uh, where to find the right, uh, right auditions. But you have to know what you want. And um, there are also courses to prepare for auditions. This is one thing. If you want to become a jazz singer, it's a bit, bit different because there is much about more do jam sessions, get good musicians, get in the right circles, in the right places. If you want to become a, a rock singer, so there are so many rock academies today, same thing. And um, it's always a mixture between technique, school, looking for the right opportunities, which are there. And today there's a whole industry of um, rock schools, auditioning things where you can pick on. And uh, you can also look for studios. Studios today also hire. Uh, singers. Hmm. What kind of studios? All, all kind of music studios. You can look for um, the one who's are, are in advertising, electronical music. There you can also look what you want and what, what you want to try out. It's about trying out. Yeah. What inspires you about burlesque? Burlesque <laughs> is going over the edge and playing with something which is a little bit forbidden. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> and it's about um, the courses I do. It's about women want to express themselves in a really, really female way without being judged. And if you uh, do something over the top, if you exaggerate, then you always find find gold behind this. <laughs> <laughs> you talk about women and I, I saw on your website that you do uh, a lot of work with women, uh, with yes. coaching and so forth. Can mm -hmm. you tell me a little bit about that? So it makes it sound a little bit strange that uh, singing and burlesque and coaching and also do shamanic work, energy work are intertwined. But as you see, our body is only the, the cusped of the iceberg. And when you learn to stay in your body in a sensitive way, if you are with your body, if you are present, then you become sensual because sensual comes from senses. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Same thing with True. singing, you know. 
Same thing with moving. And when you are in the here and now, then your energy is boosted. And that's what is attractive to other people. Because we always go after the light, after the higher energy. And um, that's the thing that keeps to, on which I work. I'm singing and I'm doing burlesque. I'm on stage and I'm acting. So it's a different kind of emanations of the same theme. Are there any legends or myths of, around the, the profession of a singer? One myth is a, a, a singer, uh, a female singer is always a diva. <laughs> yeah. Is that true? Yes. And it's not so negatively, but diva comes from divine. And uh, that's one thing, but also Maria Kala said, I'm here on stage and we want, not because I want to be applauded by you or by so brave. I'm on stage because I feel near to the divine spheres when I'm on stage. That's wonderful. And it is wonderful. Yes. And I, I guess also like diva, well, it's, we tend to use it a bit in a derogative way, but as you yeah. say, like a, a diva also is someone who knows her power as a singer and then self-confidence and yes. then can, can shout it into her singing and, um, and convince about yeah. her, her talent. So yeah, I, I, I do appreciate this, this version of being a diva. So it's a myth, <laughs> but not really. <laughs> Yeah, and all the people think uh, you you are moody or or you are arrogant, and uh, the one who is singing in front, the front woman, is the most important thing. What people think because when you when you sing, people see you and hear you sing, and uh, the um, concentration is on you. But um, someone who is singing is only as good as the background as the musicians musicians are. And it's all about teamwork. I could not, never do the work of a drummer. Uh, a drummer couldn't work, do my work, but uh, you need each other. And the better the team is, the better the performance and the more people are touched. What is a lesson that you've learned from being a singer that others can benefit from? When you're shy, very often shyness is another word for self-importance. When you want to be acclaimed and if when you want to be the best and you want to be applauded, that's not about. And uh, that was the big lesson I learned. And when I was uh, the, the starting act of a big musical show, and uh, it was the first time uh, when I was singing for more than 100 people, And I was looking behind the curtain and I saw the whole theater full of people. And then I thought, well, I don't do that. But my, my coach saw me doing this and said, where do you want to go? And I said, well, I think I don't do this here now. And I said, no, you know, if you think, I tell you now that you are great, that you are a wonderful singer, that you're charismatic, you're so wrong. I only tell you, you go out there and you do your job. Every talent we have is a thing you have to give to the world with humbleness. And if you don't do this, you will never be successful on stage. And that was a thing I really, really, really got into my bones. Yeah, very good. Mm -hmm. Especially in this line of work, yeah. Oh, and another thing too. Everything that happens on stage, never hide it. Uh, make it bigger. Because uh, it's a kind of mag mag magical thing in the theater. The audience follows your breath. 
and when you um, something happens that you maybe forget the uh, forget the words of a song and then you hold your breath then everybody holds the breath and everybody knows it it's 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 a magical thing and you will know it too when you've been in the audience and you and you realize something uh, went wrong on stage and everybody things like this and and the people on stage are like this <laughs> and so everything that happens make it bigger once for example i am um, it was uh, in, in England still, and we had a, it was with the Germaniacs, we had a, an act where we both danced to singing, and my heel broke. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Just like that. <laughs> that that <stage>. was, ah! <laughs> and you know, you like very elegant, right? And then your heel broke. And then I immediately switched to comic. And, and okay, the elegant uh, energy changed to comic energy, but it still changed and it was, it was high. <laughs> hmm. So that, that was a, a good, good learning for me too. <laughs> okay, that's great. And is there anything else that you would like to advise uh, to a, a new singer or an aspiring singer? Don't uh, head for perfection. You can never be perfect and um, head for the joy and head for where your energy is and take every advice and every fault you take, you do as a possibility and um, never let yourself down by critics. That's a good advice. It is a tough business and it is, it yes. is a tough, um, also on your own uh, self-esteem, I guess, sometimes. Yeah. For, is there any character trait that would be particularly resilient as a singer that you would say, yes, if you have that kind of character, that singing would be great for you? If you are outgoing, if you love to be in the midst of attention, you can be shy. These both uh, um, characteristics can live one beneath the other. Many stars are very shy in private life. Very often, being someone who likes to be in the middle of attention is a thing which is more radically judged, you know. Mm. But the ones who can shine have to shine. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Yeah, everyone, his own, yeah, his own talent, his own... Uh... Way to shine, right? Yes. And um, if you fear and shyness are not naturally, they are induced uh, socially and from our society. And if you, can, if you have enough passion and curiosity to go over that, then do it. Every creative work, it's always going beyond your limits. That's always there where creativity lies. What brought me always far is I always created myself uh, a Mission Impossible, a song I loved and I could not sing. And uh, that's the way I, I really enlarged my repertoire to create yourself always a Mission Impossible. A Mission Impossible, yeah. And the last question from my side is, uh, what did you wish they told you back then about the profession of a singer that you didn't know then? That it's hard work. <laughs> <laughs> because uh, uh, when you, um, uh, you see in the television and the cinema, 
you see them sing on the stage, you know? Mm. <laughs> and uh, then you say, oh, they can do it. And it's easy and uh, uh, people are born with that. But it's hard work. It's work. It's technical work. It's work on your personality. Because if you don't look into your ego, you never can evolve there. And you never can give. And it's teamwork. Well, congratulations for uh, managing and uh, for becoming uh, who you are. And I, I, I actually still painting. Yes. Ah, good. <laughs> so I'm art, still painting. Mm -hmm. art is your art is your way for sure, and that's fantastic. Yeah. That you be able to live off your art, um, be it singing, painting, dancing, is is just uh, a great achievement. I think. Yes. Yes. And. That's another thing what to say, because uh, it's very hard to live from art. One thing which I had to learn is to become my own marketer. That is really very important, not to be shy and say, I am good with this. And then you can say, oh, I'm not good with this one. So it's not about uh, heightening yourself. It's just, uh, just showing up and have the courage to uh, go out and be a marketer. Um, that's the thing which most artists do not, do not like and do not embark. That's a very important thing. Yes, I could tell everybody who, oh, you want to be a painter or you want to be a singer. That's so important. So don't be afraid to say how good you are in marketing yes. yourself and uh, yeah. expose yourself to yeah to that yeah very good and karen it's been very um entertaining and informative i thank you very much i think that's going to be <laughs> really good <laughs> and uh, i'll uh, yeah i'll post uh, the link to your website as well so that people can see what you're doing and uh, it will be my pleasure to do that oh thank you very much about that yeah take good care yeah thank you karen's advice is don't aim for perfection Aim for joy and concentrate on where your energy goes. Follow your guts and see where that energy takes you. If you're a singer and wish to share your experience, please reach out to me at jobtalespodcast at gmail.com. Bye-bye.